Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. But if you're ready to level up your life and get results that truly matter in your health, business, mindset, and relationships, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Sheer Madness, where we have unscripted, real conversations with the world's top athletes, entrepreneurs, and coaches. Discover real-world and tactical advice from the best in the business. Let's go. What up, Sheer Madness fam? Today, we're going to be talking about all things fat loss and calories. I don't know about you, but when I first started to diet and lose weight, which I think the first time I started to do that, I was honestly like 12, 13 years old. This is when I just started to pay a bit more attention to my body shape and how that looked in comparison to all my other friends who were on dance team, cheerleading, gymnastics. And this is when I was introduced to a lot of different fad diets and calorie counting per se. And today I really want to bust some myths when it comes to counting calories, because I know for me early on, I was taught that all calories are the same. It doesn't matter if you eat 100 calories of broccoli. It doesn't matter if you eat 100 calories of you know, sugar or soda. It's all going to affect your body the same. And as I have gotten more into the field of nutrition and dietetics, done a lot of my own research, and also became certified in functional medicine, I have come to learn that that is completely false. And anyone who tells you that calories don't matter, that they don't matter at all, doesn't know what they're talking about. But I will also say that for anybody who tells you that calories are all that matter, they don't know what they're talking about even more. So in today's podcast with summer right around the corner and everyone wanting to get shredded and fit, look good in your summer bikini, I mean, I'm all there for you. Let's talk a little bit more in depth about fat loss and what is really going on. So before I dive into talking about why calories aren't all that matters, let's first talk about where the idea of calories even came from. And this concept of calories first was introduced by someone named Dr. Lulu Hunt Peters in the 1800s around World War I. I love saying her name, Dr. Lulu Hunt Peters. And she was the very first person to introduce the concept of a calorie. And what's really interesting actually about this is Dr. Lou Hunt Peters actually was someone who struggled with weight for most of her life ever since she was a child and even once weighing 220 pounds. So it was something that was always very bothersome to her, but she came up with a book um, and it was called Diet and Health, The Key to the Calories, which was meant to specifically target American women. And it became a best-selling book with over 2 million copies sold. And this was the very first time that calories calories was ever introduced. And in this book, she explains the concept of the calorie as a scientific unit of measurement of the energy potentially available in food. And this concept of calories was so new. um, She actually explains in the book that hereafter, you are going to eat calories of food. And instead of saying one slice of bread or one piece of pie, you will say 100 calories of bread or 350 calories of pie. So basically, she was showing women how to calculate their ideal weight with a formula 
and her book included estimates of food portions that would contain 100 calories based on research in a variety of different publications to try to figure out how much calories you should consume in a day. And Basically, she would put almost everybody on a 1,200-calorie-per-day diet. But she did warn against like eating candies and things like that, but nothing else really mattered besides calories and energy. And I think this is kind of where the first pitfalls came when it comes to fad diets, because at this point in history, we really stopped looking at food as food. And we started looking at it as a number. We started just looking at it as a unit of energy. And now food is a source of energy, 100%. But food does so much more than just, you know, give calories to the body as units of energy. And the type of food that we're eating also matters. Uh, Our gut health matters. And those are some of the things that I want to dive into here today during this podcast. So every single cell in our body is made up from the food we eat. And even more astonishing, what we eat literally controls every action in the body, which is why it doesn't make sense when we say that 100 calories of broccoli is going to be the same as eating 100 calories of candy. It's going to impact your body completely different. It's going to affect your hormones, your blood sugar, your metabolism, your brain function. Yet the advice is all the same, just eat less and work out more. And then we wonder why we're in an epidemic of obesity and then why it's just mind over matter, just work out more, cut your calories, where we're literally all suffering from food addiction, metabolic issues as the number one cause of chronic disease and illness. So the first reason why calories aren't all that matter is the thermic effect of food. So when we eat protein, 30% of the calories that come from protein are used in the digestive process. So that means if you eat 100 calories uh, from a protein source, 30 of those calories are going to be used in breaking down that protein source. So this is one, one reason why high protein diets work better when it comes to fat loss, because we're burning more calories just in that entire digestive process. There's a lot of other reasons as to why protein is better as well, too. Uh, the role that it plays in our skeletal muscle mass, satiety overall, lack of blood sugar response or very minimal blood sugar response. But protein is going to burn more calories just in that digestive process. Five to 10% of the calories that we ingest when eating carbohydrates is also going to be burned. And that's a little bit of a a variety there because it depends on fiber. And fiber is basically an indigestible type of a carbohydrate. Sugar, 100% digested and absorbed, but fruits and vegetables, there will always be some component to that. Um, Fibers that are going to be indigestible and then also be good for our gut microbiome. And then fat sources, about zero to 3% of those calories are going to be burned during that digestive process. And this is actually there for a metabolically adapted purposes. Fats are so essential to our body that we need all of its energy. All of our hormones are made from fats. Our neurotransmitters are made from fats. If we literally do not have any fat in our body, we will die. So fats are so crucial. So this was actually a advantage um, that our body created with needing more fats in our diet. 
So the first reason why calories aren't all that matter is A, the thermic effect of food. Macronutrients, carbohydrates, fats, and protein are gonna be digested differently, and there's gonna be a different amount of calories that are burned during that entire digestive process. Uh, The second reason is gonna be digestive enzymes, stomach acid. So if you're someone who has more digestive enzymes, more stomach acid, you're gonna be much better able to break down and absorb the energy from the food that you're eating versus if you're someone who's maybe deficient in stomach acid, pancreatic enzymes, of course, you're not going to be absorbing as much food. So when we just think of calories in general, we're really neglecting just the entire gastrointestinal tract altogether and how our body is processing these different types of food. Um, The third reason is going to be the type of the food. Is it whole food? Is it processed food? And there's a study, and it's by Barr and Wright, and this came out in 2010 in in Food Nutrition Resources. And what they did in this study is they measured the metabolic impact of whole food. And by whole food, they actually used a whole food sandwich made from multigrain bread and real cheddar cheese compared to processed food sandwich that was made from white bread and processed cheese product, you know, that craft cheese. <laughs> but what was so astonishing about this study is that they found that the whole food and processed food were completely different when it came to energy that was extracted and absorbed from that. And what's even more astonishing is that there was a 50% reduction in calorie burn with the processed food sandwich compared to the whole food sandwich. So I want to repeat that again. The processed food, which was the white bread, the cheese-like product, had a 50% reduction in calorie burn just compared to the whole food sandwich, which in my opinion still wasn't that great of a whole food type option, with multigrain bread and real cheddar cheese. 50% of a caloric difference in what was burned. So this goes back to the saying of food matters. Food impacts different systems in the body. It impacts our hormones, our metabolism, our blood sugar in different ways. So this is another reason why calories aren't all that matters. And another reason is some foods also resist digestion. When we were talking about the thermic effect of food, um, I talked a little bit about fiber But we have two different types of fiber. We have soluble fiber and we have insoluble fiber. And depending on the amount of these fibers in these fruits, these vegetables, these nuts, um, a lot of these fibers resist digestion, but they also do feed good bacteria in our gut, which actually leads us to one of the next parts of why calories aren't all that matters. And that's our gut microbiome. That's the bacteria that live in our gut. And they've actually shown that people who have a higher percent of body fat actually have a lower ratio and lower diversity of the types of bacteria in their gut. And there's two main types of bacteria phyla that make up our gut microbiome. They're called firmicutes and bacteriodetes. That's something fun to say. But they've actually shown that when the ratio of firmicutes to bacteriodetes is greater than 0.9, 
it's been shown to cause weight gain because the bacteria are also helping extract energy from the food that we're ingesting. It's also going to help us produce vitamins and minerals like vitamin K, B12. But since we're talking about calories here today, the bacteria in your gut do help in the digestion and the utilization of energy from the food that we're eating. And if you have gut dysbiosis or gut imbalances, that can really, really affect your weight loss. Um, They've also shown that there are specific strains of bacteria, one called Bifidobacterium B420, that has actually been able to help us with weight loss. And there's a lot of really cool studies that they've done on this as well, too, with mice. And in one of the studies, what they did is they found people who were overweight and obese, and they took some of that bacteria from their gut, from their gastrointestinal tract, and then they injected it into the gastrointestinal tract of mice. And what happened was the mice actually gained weight, all because of the gut bacteria. Now, you may think like, hey, those are mice. Well, they've now done some different studies with actually twins, human twins, not mice twins. And what they did is in this study, they examined the gut bacteria of 77 pairs of twins, one of whom that was obese and one of whom that was not. And what the study found was that those who were obese had different gut bacteria than their non-obese twins. And in particular, the obesity was associated with lower gut bacteria diversity, meaning there was fewer types of bacteria in the gut, which is why the greater the gut diversity, the greater the amount of different types of bacteria, basically coming from the greater the diversity of the whole foods that we're eating, the better it's going to yield to weight loss as well. In my practice, I also see a lot of something called leaky gut. And if you've never heard of leaky gut before, basically what this means is our gut lining, that is only one cell layer thick, starts to get broken down. And when it gets broken down, these junctions that are called tight junctions start to become more permeable. And we start to get things like food, bacteria, and toxins that seep through that gut lining and trigger an immune and inflammatory response. Well, how does this relate to weight loss? Well, when we have a leaky gut, we also tend to get that systemic inflammation. And this can actually lead to uh, leakiness in the blood-brain barrier as well, too. If you've listened to some of my previous podcasts, I did a podcast with Dr. Kenneth Brown. Um, He's a functional medicine gastroenterologist, and he talks a lot about how a leaky gut can actually lead to a leaky brain. It's a really, really interesting podcast, so you guys should definitely check that one out. But when we have a leaky gut, we also get an increase in something called C-reactive protein. And this is something we test for actually at Rachel Shear Nutrition with our lab testing. And this is an inflammatory protein that is elevated in people who have obesity, And it's also been found to increase that permeability of the blood-brain barrier and possibly leading to inflammation of our hypothalamus, which our hypothalamus is located in the brain. So this basically leads to neuroinflammation that can cause impairment of that central nervous system function. And it's also been then associated with poor control of food intake and lead to something called leptin resistance, which plays a big role in our satiety, so our feeling of fullness, and also lead to obesity. So 
crazy enough as this may sound, a inflamed brain neuroinflammation caused by a leaky gut can literally cause food issues, food intake issues, and obesity. So as crazy as this may sound, a leaky gut can cause a leaky brain, which can cause brain inflammation, which can literally cause poor control of food intake, leptin resistance, and even lead to weight gain. So let's go back to the Western culture advice of just eat less and work out more. It doesn't matter what you eat. All calories are created equal. You know, just focus on, you know, doing a bunch of cardio, just focus on, you know, controlling those calories. As long as it fits your macros, it doesn't matter. This is not the advice that I would recommend. Food truly is medicine. And as I said at the beginning, every single cell in our body is made up from the food we eat. And even more astonishing, what we eat controls every action in our body. And there are some great things that we can do to try to promote a healthy body composition, overall weight. And I'm not by all means telling you to ignore calories. Calories and energy intake is something we should pay attention to, but it is not all that matters. And we really need to create more of an emphasis on whole food because when we're eating whole food, honestly, it is really hard to overeat real food. Try eating like a bunch of high quality protein. So this is going to be pasture raised, wild caught, uh, sustainably raised, organic, um, minimal ingredients. Try to eat a lot of fruits, vegetables, some healthy fats in there like avocados, maybe some other things like olive oils, nuts and seeds, some starches in there too. Maybe a little bit of things like sweet potatoes, but eating real food is that going to make it really hard to overeat? Um, it's really when we look at our entire Western culture full of processed foods that are full of sugar, industrial seed oils, vegetable oils that are literally designed to make you addicted to them that we really run into the problems that we have here today with obesity and you know 70% of the population being overweight or obese. So I hope you guys found today's podcast helpful when looking at why calories aren't all that matters. And if you're someone that's been struggling with weight loss for some time, it may be beyond just you need to work out more and you need to reduce your calories a little bit more. There can be some serious things going on there. You know, some of the first things that we do at Rachel Shear Nutrition is we look at your gut health. We look at what's going on with your gut microbiome, your bacteria, your digestive enzymes, if there's any gut dysbiosis, if there's any leaky gut. We'll look at your hormones. We didn't even get to dive into hormones here today because we talked all about the gut and the thermic effect of food and all of that. But hormones, hello, those also play a role in our body composition. Stress hormones like cortisol, your thyroid, which plays a big role in your metabolism as well. Deficiencies you could have, food sensitivities, and even environmental toxins like heavy metals. These are all things that we test for with our functional wellness coaching. So if you're somebody who really wants to get to the root cause of what's going on with their health issues, or if you just want to optimize, feel your best, look your boss, get to the body you've always wanted to have, then you know, give us a call. You can book a free 15-minute call on our website, fill out the application there. 
we do an interview process to make sure it's a good fit for each other on both ends but we would love to hear a little bit more about your story i hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast you know the drill share it with a friend post it on your story on instagram we'll reshare it we'll shout you out hey hey and um, leave us a review if you haven't and thank you all so much and this has been sheer madness 